Hi, this is Nancy Yearald, and welcome to High Road to Humanity. And I'm here today with Carmen Turner Schott, and welcome back to High Road to Humanity, Carmen. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm glad to be back. I'm glad you're here. She's got a new book, you guys. It's called Phoenix and Angels. And you know me, I'm an angel person, so I like to read her stuff. <laughs> I'm so excited you're here. Hold your book up and show the yes. audience. Yes. It's Phoenixes cool. and angels. Yes. Eighth and twelfth houses. Yes. Beautiful cover. Well, Thank for, you. for all the people who don't know about you, you know, give a little bit of synopsis. I mean, tell us your story. Your journey includes a, a glowing ball of light when you were age eight or 16. I think you're yeah. 16 years old. Tell us, tell the audience a little bit about yourself and, and I can read yeah. your bio too, but go for it. Yeah. Talk a little yeah. bit about you. Yeah. Well, you know, I, as a child, I was always uh, spiritual. I was kind of born believing in angels and just very intuitive and felt, you know, felt things I couldn't explain and kind of knew things. And I would dream. I was a really vivid dreamer mm -hmm. and, and nobody could explain to me why I would dream something and then it would happen. And so I always kind of had that and would wake my mother up in the night and she'd say, it's just your imagination, go back to sleep, you know, and and, and I didn't know why I was the way I was. And so um, I always knew I was a little bit different than everyone. And um, I get teased, you know, because I always kind of wondered what would happen if I die. You know, I kind of always knew I was a soul. I wasn't yeah. really from here. Yeah. And that I never knew why I, I believed that way. And I felt that way until I started studying astrology. And, and that happened um, after I, when I was 16, I had two big things happen. I had lost one of my close friends had died unexpectedly. And so that was my first experience with my eighth house planets, which at the time, I didn't know what the eighth house was and that I had planets there. I just knew, wow, um, it really affected me. You know, my first funeral, the first person I ever knew that passed How old away. Were you? How old I was were you? Six, 16. 16. Okay. And she had just stayed at my house and it was a shock. It was an accidental, um, uh, an accidental shooting actually uh, it wasn't it was a, a terrible accident but she died and and it it was just uh, shocking to the whole town you know it was just horrible and and so that happened and then that same year um, you know I was playing basketball and, and doing that and that was kind of my my love uh, you know my big thing was basketball and uh, I woke up I came back from a basketball game one night went to sleep woke up and there was a glowing ball light in my doorway and it was about this big about yeah. like a softball and it was yellow water translucent. Like you could tell it was watery, like had, had a form. Right. And, and it would, it went down the hall. It would come back right in my doorway and float there. And I couldn't scream. I had no voice and I couldn't move. But you weren't and afraid. I was afraid. Yes. Oh, you because, were afraid. And, okay. and the, and I was just talking about this the other day on, on a show that I was afraid because it was the unknown. Right. And I was raised Baptist, you know, and I, I really wasn't raised going to church. I, you know, all the time I go with friends. I always went to church with my friends and stuff, you know, and my parents never really took us and things like that, but I love going to church, you know? So it was just, I was just different. And yeah. so I was afraid because I thought, is it an alien? You know, what is this thing? And it yeah. was just, now I wish I would have got up and walked to it, but I couldn't move. I was frozen and I could, had no voice. I couldn't scream. I couldn't move. It's like, it took my voice. I know it sounds strange. And I laid there and watched it for hours. It seemed. And I was just, the only thing I had control of was my mind, mm -hmm. my thoughts. Mm -hmm. And that's what I remember. I couldn't move. I couldn't say anything. I was trying to yell for my mother, but nothing would come out. And her room was right across from mine. So she would be able to see in my doorway. Right. But I ended up it, it's like uh, my mind, I kept saying, please don't have it come in my room. Please don't have it come. Yeah, in my I room. remember you telling us and, this before. And it never, it never did. It, it would just stayed in my door. And then I finally, it's like it released me and I yelled for my mother and she saw it. And she, for the first time, she, she couldn't deny she saw it too. And she said, I have no idea what it was. And it kind of, it really bothered her and no one could explain it. So I always felt like it was an angel or a spirit guy, you know, that's what I believe. I don't think it, I know it wasn't bad, but of course, when you see something like that, you're going to yeah. be scared, you know, when you're 16, yeah. I mean, yeah. if it happened to me now, I wouldn't be as scared. I still, yeah. You know what, what I was thinking as you were telling the story is maybe your mom saw it. So she would ease up on being more um, understanding about your abilities. 
Well, yeah. I mean, you know what it, I mean? I want to read well, your yeah. bio. You know, I sit back, okay. you guys, and let me just okay. tell you a little <laughs> bit about Carvin Turner Shot. She is a practicing licensed clinical social worker. She is an astrologer. She's a writer. She's a teacher with a national and international clientele. She's been working as an astrologer counsel counselor and with victims of trauma for over 25 years, you guys. She's completed her master's of social work degree at Washington University in St. Louis, Missouri in 1999. And she's been researching the eighth and the 12th astrological houses for the past 25 years. And I'll stop there because that's what this book is about, is these houses. And I don't remember, you're gonna have to refresh my memory, how did you finally figure out, and I and I want to rewind back to the eighth house on that death of your friend. Yeah. How did you figure this out? Because how did you know that the eighth house and the twelfth house yeah. were, you know what, like really your deal? And yeah. as, as you were talking about this, I had a friend kill themselves by accident when I was in the fifth grade. Oh, man. I and we had you, the yes. same kind of thing. And I just, yes. just clicked when yes. you were talking. Talk about yes. stuff. So, yeah. So back in the 90s, I mean, this is when this happened. <laughs> I feel right? so old. Um, there were not, there. I didn't know what astrology was, number one. So Right. After after that happened, I, I went into a little spiritual bookstore in St. Louis, Missouri called Mystic Valley, and it's still here today. Okay. And um, I do book signings there. And it's a really neat place. And the same, uh, the owner left it to his daughter. So they run the store. And um, but I went in there and I, I was just kind of looking around and, and, and looking, you know, I started reading about the pyramids, reading about Egypt, reading about angels, you know, just all this stuff. And I went in and saw this little book about Virgo and I'm a son signed Virgo. So I thought, Oh, that's my son's. Oh, what is this? And I just, I'm like, Oh, this is me. And I love psychology. You know, I was taking psychology in high school. I wanted to go to college to, to do psychology so I could be a, a counselor. Right. And at the time I wanted to work with children. You know, I wanted to be like a child psychologist, psychologist, but mm -hmm. um, I ended up working more with adults. Uh, I did do children for a long time, but, but I was like, what is this? This is real. Like this is, how does this explain my personality so accurately? So I just started buying books on astrology and I just read them and I just taught myself and I just started practicing and, and doing the wheel and, and calculated my own chart. And, mm -hmm. and back then we had to do it by hand because we right. didn't have computers. And so I had to like learn to draw it and, the, and have the ruler and the wheels and the, and the ephemeris. So you can look up the longitude latitude. I mean, it was a lot of math, which I didn't like. Yeah. But I, I did it and I found out I got the sun and Venus in the 12th. And then I have the moon, uh, Jupiter and Chiron all in the eighth. And I started reading about that. And, okay. and in these books, it was scary because the books were very negative. Like back in those days, there was only one book out about the 12th house. And it was like from the eighties. And okay. there wasn't, there wasn't a lot of stuff written about these two houses at all. So it was like, everyone's like, Ooh, you know, your life's going to be hard. You're going to have loss. You're going to suffer. You know, it was like all this negative stuff. Wow. And I'm like, I'm like, what on earth? And then when I was uh, 19, I saw an astrologer for the first time and he did my chart and he was, he said, uh, your son is in the 12th house. Anything you put before God will get taken away from you. And I'm like, that stuck with me my whole life. And I thought, where is he coming up with this, right? Well, it's the 12th house. So I said, well, why? I didn't know a lot about the 12th house. So I started researching and I started looking at all the experiences I had and they were all, they were all unexplained, uh, mystical, you know, no dreaming things. It's the house of dreams. It's the house of psychic abilities. It's the house of connecting to God. You know, I wanted to be a nun at one point, a, a right. preacher. That's yes. all. That's 12th house. You know why? I'm a minister I, since I've yeah. seen you. <laughs> that's because see, you Last, got, yes. you got Pisces. That's why. Because Pisces yeah. is, the, is the sign that rules the house of angels, the 12th house. You're a Pisces moon, I believe. I remember your chart. I think, I think so. so. And yeah. I want to say something. I, I wrote this from your book. Having planets placed in these two houses and the birth chart is special. And the individual will have an important mission. And that really hit home with me because 
I have always felt, and I, I we didn't talk about this last time you were on the show. Personally, and you know, the audience can can decide for themselves, but I've always felt like I'm on this mission. Yeah. Like I've yeah. got this mission. And and one other thing I want to say, I just want to stop you really quick. The 12th house are people who are God's messengers. These are earth angels. And you taught me this. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad you did because there's so many of us. Yes. Yeah. We are here to bring God's message. I mean, can you expand? And, and yeah. the eighth house, I didn't know so much about the eighth house either. Yeah. So I guess yeah. I want to rewind a little bit. Like, how did you know it was those two specific houses or did you just yeah. start to read and then you're like, oh, okay, it's these two. Well, how, how I, how I figured this out, I've been researching it for almost 30 years. I mean, honestly, like I started out with, uh, just seeing these patterns with clients, you know, when I do a birth right. chart right? And, 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 and at first, you know, at first you don't see a pattern, but then every time I do a chart with someone with the 12th Thank house you. son, the eighth house, uh, they would have these similar experiences. They would share with me. I feel like I'm not from earth. I feel like I'm adopted. I don't, I'm, I don't. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I dream things that happen. So like, yeah. Oh my God, this is not, this is, has to do with these, these houses in the chart. And so I created Facebook groups when Facebook right. first started an eighth house group and a 12th house group. And, and they're still here today. I got, 15, I'm in your 12th people. house group. Yeah. Yeah. That's my favorite group. That's my, that's my favorite group. We don't have a lot of drama in there. We have, but I don't know if I'm in the eighth, but after reading this to be straight with you, I have to pull my chart out because I'm going to be real upfront. I, I hate that I don't have the book yet because I I love reading the book, but it's on its way. But I will say, I want to go back to the eighth house because that's where the Phoenix is. And the Phoenix, I wanted to say to the audience, The phoenix, you know, they rise from the ashes and they have a rebirth. And I've just gone through this. Mm -hmm. So when Mm -hmm. I read that in your book and it's lessons of healing, forgiveness, letting go, um, psychological insight, all of that made a whole lot of sense to me Mm -hmm. when, when I read this in your book, um, I can't wait to get into it a little bit further. Can you address that a little bit? Yeah. So the cool thing that through my research that I realized is that the eighth and 12th houses are similar, right? They're different, but, but they're similar. So when you have planets there, there's a similar, um, experiences, uh, but they manifest a little differently. So if you think about this, Pisces is, is water sign, you know, they're the fish. They, they usually lack boundaries. They're empathic. They're wide open. They're creative. They're artistic. They're mystical. They're spiritual. Mm-hmm. They roll the 12th. The sign Scorpio is a, a very, it's a water sign too, but Scorpio is ruled by Pluto. Yeah. Pisces is ruled by Neptune. Very different energy. Pluto is the planet of when nuclear power was created. Intensity, change cataclysmic transformation isn't pluto around right now isn't pluto like in the mix right now yeah pluto pluto uh, not to get off the beam path yeah yeah yeah. uh well pluto a big astrological thing that happened last year is that pluto moved from capricorn into aquarius right okay and then it moved back because you know the planets spin and 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 it went back but guess what it's going to be going back yeah and it's going to be in there um, and it go kind of moves in and out. And then when does it's it come be, back? When does it come um, back? It's this summer. It, it goes back in there. I have to look at the dates, but um, but it it's still not going to be fully in Aquarius for a bit. But when it is, it won't be leaving there for a long time, very long time. So, Years. Oh yeah, many many de- decades. Because like when Pluto, the last time Pluto was in Aquarius was when there was the French Revolution. See, now this says something. I This is why I'm, I'm touching on this because all this astrological stuff has to do with ha- what's, what's happening in our world today. Yes, it's cool because there's a video. I just saw a video someone posted. I'm like, yes, this is exactly it. It said, you believe in astrology, whether you uh, know it or not. And it was a video about astrology is a part, it affects us every day. It's a part of, of, of science. Mm-hmm. Of, of the moon the moon affects the tides of the ocean of course it affects our emotional nature 
And it's like, it was a really short, very good video to show that you can say you don't believe in astrology, but you do because you're living it. Well, it's yeah. affecting you. It's affecting you even if you believe it or not. Uh, you're, you're, you're being affected by it. Well, this is might might be a good point to talk about the new moon. There was a bright moon. I saw pictures of it. Yeah, the full new moon, York. super moon. Super it was a super moon, and it just was the third, the fourth, the yeah. third, and the fourth. I saw it. Yeah, it was this weekend. Yeah, and, and, and it was bright, and it was orange and round. There were lots mm -hmm. of pictures of it, and yeah. it talked about Capricorn. What does this mean? to yeah. globally yeah. like what does this mean can you give us like a quick yeah well the moon the moon changes signs every two to three days okay so it's really important to to get a little counter like i got a little uh astrological counter so i can see every day when the moon goes into each sign what time you know and because you really need to see how different moon signs depending on where they are the moon is in the sky right now what constellation it's in is the signs it affects us all differently. And so we call it the phases of the moon. You know, there's a, a full moon, a new moon. Right. Um, and the the new moon is, it happens every month. And it's when um, you're supposed to kind of plan and set your intentions. Mm -hmm. And that and that is kind of what plays out at the next full moon. Okay. okay. So uh, when you look, when you have a full moon, number one, it's going to make people more restless, irritable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, sleep problems, insomnia, heightened emotions, a little bit more sensitive than usual. And they might not feel, uh, feel good. They might just want to withdraw and not be around people. It affects everyone a little different, but most of the time you're feeling it. If there's a full moon, people know. And the emotions are more intense. I feel like, yeah, everything's heightened. Your yes. emotions are heightened because the moon yeah. rules the inner self, the, yeah. and the inner emotions. So when the moon is in uh, Capricorn, that is, you know, that's the one that I don't really, um, I don't feel good during a Capricorn, a full moon or when the moon is in Capricorn general, because it's a very serious, heavy, responsible energy, like a, a heavy energy. Okay. I feel good. Like when the moon's in Gemini or Aries, you know, and, and I'm like, got all this energy. So you'll start noticing how it affects you. So when the moon, a full moon in Capricorn just means that everybody is feeling it. And they're, they're going to be more focused on Capricorn issues. So that means they're going to be focused on work, uh, their mm -hmm. goals, uh, money, finances, success, you know, what, what, what's going on at work if they're not happy at work or if they're looking for another job, you know, they're going to be thinking about practical issues related to their career okay. and to pra practical uh, responsibilities. So mm -hmm. you might've felt, oh my gosh, I got all this stuff to do. You might've been feeling more, uh, uh, you know, worried about all the responsibilities or work that you needed to do. Uh, it kind of makes you feel super responsible. You know, that's Capricorn. That's they're responsible. True. They're little, they're older. They act older than they are when they're little. They feel older than they are. And they're, they, they rule karma. Saturn oh. rules them. So it's all about um, balancing things and, and it's kind of a heavy energy. Okay. A Capricorn. So they're not, they don't find it easy to express their emotions. So people might've been having trouble um, really feeling emotions or expressing themselves over, over this full moon. And then it'll shift out and it's going to go into Sagittarius, you know, and then we'll be feeling like we want to travel and go move around and get out of the house and do stuff, you know, and then every two <laughs> to three days, it yeah. changes, it changes. But the full moon um, is just a powerful time to, they say, to release the past, to let things go and just to be a kind of a, uh, what do you call it? Um, reflect. Okay. Just to reflect. That's, that's what a full moon is. It's a time of reflection. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Well, I want you to talk more about the eighth house. Cause these are, I don't know so much about it, but what I wrote down was eighth house. People are forced are forced to experience change. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, and I thought, wow, I could relate to that. And it's, um, you know, talk about this i mean there's yeah. the death of the, the self the the rebirth it's like really when i read this i felt like okay this is like starting over this is like a rebirth of a person a new way of living oh it is they, they thinking yeah they feel like eighth house people feel like they die 
and are reborn, like their whole personality changes yeah. what they like, what they care about. It goes through these metamorphoses, you know, uh, it's the house of rebirth. It's the house of, of change, but it's also the house of healing. So that's what Pluto does. Pluto brings intense changes, but growth and healing. Okay. Neptune is the 12th house. Neptune brings um, mystical experiences, escapism, uh, spirituality, mystical things, right? Um, okay. Wanting to withdraw from the world. That's, you know, Pisces, 12th house. Escape from stress and, and responsibilities and, and just be uh, in solitude. You know, the 12th house is about solitude. It's about the levels of consciousness, uh, the, the meditation, all those things that connect you to the soul. And the eighth house is, is where you have a wound. It's the house of trauma. Mm-hmm. It's the house, you know, because Pluto rules trauma, Pluto rules sexuality. So does uh, Scorpio. So the eighth house, a lot of times people have issues with sexuality. Mm. They have issues with uh, loss and grief. And sexuality could be a couple things. It can manifest in different ways where they could feel like they were traumatized or taken advantage of through intimacy. Mm. Okay. So a lot of eighth house people feel they may not have been assaulted or sexually assaulted or abused, but they might feel that they were, or they might have been. And that's, that's a common pattern that they went through some type of trauma. But they become what I call wounded healers because they're phoenixes. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, it's like, you know, in Harry Potter, when uh, Dumbledore's bird uh, blew up yeah. in front of Harry, you know, and yeah. he said, oh, it's about time, you know, like it was no big deal. That, that's eighth house because it's like they, eighth house is about repression and it's what you hide and you stuff. And it's like you keep pushing it down, push it down. And eighth house people are very strong and resilient. They just, they can go through really intense life and crisis situations and keep going, but eventually they have to shed and it's like they're reborn Yeah, they come up a Phoenix. And, and I also uh, wrote an article about, it's in my book, uh, Phoenixes and angels, but it's about how eighth house people are like butterflies. So they go, they're like a caterpillar that goes into cocoon. It comes out a beautiful brand new butterfly. But it, when it's in the cocoon, it looks pretty bad, right? It's, it's, it's ugly. It's harsh. It's like, oh my gosh, you know? And then you're like, how is that ever going to be a beautiful butterfly? Right. Yeah. But that's eighth house because they're in the trenches and they're, they may hit rock bottom, but eighth house people always rise up again, stronger. And, and, and what it is, is that, cause they, they get angry. It's yes. that Scorpio. Yes. The Scorpio's like, hell no, I'm not going to give up. I'm right. not going to let them hurt me. Right. I'm going to get even, right? And so they're they're fighters. And so right. I always say the eighth house is, to have eighth house planets is a blessing. And it's a blessing and a curse. I always say that with both these houses because there's positive and negative things uh, just like there is in, in all of astrology. You know, there's always going to be strengths and we have weaknesses. But if you can utilize the strengths, and see that, okay, this is why this happened to me. You know, that's why I wrote this book. Mm-hmm. So I can validate to all the eighth and 12th house people and Pisces Scorpio people that have wrote me and, and reached out and that I've helped uh, to say, hey, there's a reason that you went through these things. It was because you were meant to heal other people. Right. So they're, they're both meant to be uh, service to others is a 12th house thing. And then an eighth house thing is healing. So many of them go into, they're interested in Reiki, you know, energy work, alternative medicine, all hypnosis, you know, all these things, psychology, social work, both 12th and 8th house people typically are drawn to all these things. Well, it feels like as you're talking and I'm listening to you, it, it just feels like they go hand in hand. So I'm thinking, I know I'm a 12th house or I must have um, planets yeah. in the 8th house too, because what I'm thinking also is that as you're speaking, the people had to have both the eighth and 12th house. So they would be more connected to God and to bring the message forth because in the 12th house, you're bringing the message, but in the eighth house, you have to go through so much Mm -hmm. that connects you so much to God that makes it even more Mm -hmm. important. Does that make sense? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because, you know, the way I describe it too, is like, if you never had pain, yeah. And you never had heartache or loss. 
you would never appreciate what you have and you would never grow and you would never really be able to help other people. And so 12th and 8th house people, they also are known to attract people with problems. Yeah. People that have pain, people that have, that have addiction, people Mm -hmm. that have been abused and, and they attract these people and they, and they feel sorry for them. So they want to help them. And so sometimes, you know, angels specifically 12th houses are a little uh, more vulnerable to um, being emotionally, physically drained because they, they absorb so much and they don't have boundaries. Right. We have to learn the boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. And that's Pisces, you know, Pisces people got to learn boundaries and it's okay to say no. It's okay to self-care. It's okay to put yourself first because we're used to putting everybody else first. And then eighth house people are a little bit better at cutting people off because mm-hmm. it's Scorpio and they're a little bit better of saying, okay, you're lying to me. I, I see what you're doing or telling people, listen, you need to heal this. And they're more direct and they're more like a, uh, a healer, like a powerful kind of um, talking to people about their problems. People share their deep, dark secrets with them and nothing shocks an eighth house person because they are uh, connected to anything that's taboo. So like, you know, death, sex, all this stuff. And I mean, I remember, you know, asking my mother, I remember being a kid and I saw somebody that was disabled and, 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 and they were walking and they were homeless. Mm. And I remember asking what's wrong with what happened, what's wrong. And, and, and I was like six. I mean, I remember being little, she said, he's okay, honey. He's okay. And I knew, no, he is mm-hmm. not okay. You know, cause in my eighth house is like, uh, uh, right. And, mm-hmm. and then, you know, I think that's probably why I became a social worker. Uh, one of the reasons because I would see this stuff and I'm like, right. and it hurt me. It, it hurt me. And I wanted to, you know, make the world a better place, so to speak. But, um, but yeah, that's, you know, astrology was my tool to, to learn about myself and others. And, and that's the person, it's a psychological tool that I use uh, to validate um, people's experiences and why they're here. What their soul mission is, is in the chart. And, and that's why it's, I've been passionate about it um, ever since. But I've been researching. I people send me stories from all over the world about uh, how they feel with the sun and the eighth. That's so cool, Carmen. Sun and the 12th. Yeah. And they share. I just did a research study. And I'm going to have an article in a, in a magazine about it, a research magazine, uh, about five patterns of the 12th house. And there are five patterns that I see in almost everyone that has 12th house energy, especially sun. What are they? Tell us what they so, are. So absent missing parent, there's Um, always a feeling, there's either a feeling of an absent missing parent, or there is uh, uh, one of the parents isn't in the home, or they're not emotionally connected, right? Right. They just, like, they're there, but they feel like they're they're not there. Yeah. Yeah. I can remember asking my sister at one point, uh, maybe in the last 10 years, 15 years, I'm like, where was mom when we were little? Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's your Pisces moon too. Yeah. You don't even realize. And and she just looked at me and she's like, she was there. I was like, no, No. yeah. Anyway, go ahead. I'm just, go ahead. (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm validating all this. (laughs) That's one. Number two is addiction. There's either addiction of a family member or a parent or themselves, or they, they, or they draw people that uh, in relationships, they could get involved with someone that has addiction and they become codependent. Like alcoholism or. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 It could be yeah. any kind of addiction, uh, yeah. you know, work, it could be, you know, where they're emotionally unavailable. It could be sexual addiction. It could be all kinds of stuff where they're having affairs work. on you, you know, yeah. all kinds of stuff. And so, um, they, they, they deal with addiction, that's yeah. the other one. Um, and they got to be careful about uh, trying to escape through using those things too, because they're so sensitive mm-hmm. because they use it to numb themselves. Okay. And to, to, to relax because they feel everybody's stuff and that's right. dep- it can be depressing, right? Because they're impacts. They're impacts. Yeah. And they yeah. can get anxious because they, they pick up other people's anxiety. Right. Right. And, and so, uh, those are the two, one of those are two of the five. And then there's, uh, psychic dreams. Oh okay? yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, dreaming, dreaming, sleep, dreaming of the future. Okay. At least sometime in their life, very common 99%. Um, and then of 12th house, people tell me that, oh yeah, I dream all this stuff. They dream of all kinds of things. And, and I'm like, and, and, and then I knew I'm not alone. 
I met like thousands of people now, right? I used to think I was, about, <laughs> but no, it's a, it's a 12th house thing. It's a science, yeah. it's energy. It, it's, it's, it's a, it's the chart. Yeah. And so the other thing is that uh, 12th house people always feel like they're an alien or that yeah. they're adopted or from another planet. Yeah. I could have swore I was adopted. Yeah. Yeah. Because, because yeah. we have this natural belief in the spiritual and mystical world. Right. And it's kind of like we're born with one foot in the, in the spiritual, one foot in the physical. So we, we always feel like we're not from here and we know it's like we fell. That's why I call them angels or fallen angels Yes, because they, they fell from heaven or the spiritual realm to come to this lower realm of earth to be of service. Yeah, but so, Carmen, I yeah. just want to thank you because um, I want to tell you something. There's a lot of people out there. I'm not the only one. You talk about the thousands who send you messages and it's comforting to know, you know, that we're not, that I'm not the only one and you're not yes. the only one. And that all these characteristics that you're talking about, you know, you get older and you start to realize, and yeah. it's almost, I mean, it's, it's good to know it changes you when you know the truth. You know what I mean? It, yes. Don't you think? Yes. Yes. I mean, you've helped me a lot just coming Thank on the you. show and, you know, talking about this. I'm sure you've helped so many people. Yeah. I just try to validate and, and then people will hear me on these shows about, you know, the 12th house books and, and this book and, and they'll email me for their chart and I'll pull it up <laughs> and they have a ton of 12th house and they're like, I've never had my chart done before what is this? And I just, you know, did a couple charts this weekend and, um, didn't know anything about them, never met these people, you know, and, and I just started telling them, they're like, you just explained my whole life. Like yeah. they, they felt like, oh my gosh, you know, and they got emotional. So it's, I use it to validate what you already know. I mean, when yeah, I but sometimes you need that validation, like yeah, growing yeah. up thinking you were adopted, yeah. you know, and I knew I wasn't, but why did I feel that way? And until mm -hmm. you talked about it on the mm -hmm. show, it would be why we feel that way. You know, if people want yeah. to have their charts done, how do they get in touch yeah. with you? I know you have a really cool website. Yeah, I got a new website, Carmen oh, we have a new Turner one. Shot. Yeah, CarmenTurnerShot.com, www.CarmenTurnerShot.com. Okay. I think it, it stood up in the fall. And uh, I've been cool. trying to, you know, uh, add things. I It's a whole new setup. So just my name, Carmen Turner Schott, S-C-H-O-T-T.com. Okay. And then I'm on Facebook um, as Deep Soul Divers Astrology. And then Carmen Turner Shot writer. I'm on Instagram, Carmen Turner Shot author. Love for you to follow me. And I'm on YouTube. I have a YouTube channel, which is my name, Carmen Turner Shot. Cool. And you can subscribe. And I, I try to post, you know, my books and and, and right now, a cool thing I got going on, which has yeah. kept me busy, I've been doing yeah. hundred, hundreds of charts, is that I, um, I got a free gift on my website. Okay. So, so when people go on, there's a pop-up, you sign up to join my, my mailing list, and I send you a birth, uh, your birth will and report. And I've been popping those out. I mean, I've been getting people, you know, uh, from all over the world. So I've been, you know, and I'm sending them, you know, to their email because they're filling out the free gift. And right. I'm going to have to do it because I knew you didn't yeah. have it for me, but I didn't have a chance to look for it. And that was so nice of you to do yeah. that. Well, I want to talk a little, we've got a couple more minutes. I want to talk a little more about the book before we get out of here today. How sure. long has it been out? What's been the reaction? Yeah. Talk a little bit about this. It's such a cool yeah. book. Here's the cover. I, I, I love John Hunt does such a wonderful job on the covers. Oh my God. Cause I tell him you pick from images, but I'm like, I want an angel and a Phoenix and something astrology on it. And I mean, I told him, I didn't even tell him that it's like, they always come up with an amazing cover. True. So I was, as soon as I saw it, I'm like, Oh, that's it. That's it. So it, it just released on, on, on the weekend. It was like oh July my 1st. gosh. Oh my gosh. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. So, so the thing about publishing that I learned and, yeah. and no one ever tells you this stuff is that <laughs> how important pre-orders are. Right. So, you know, all, and Gavin, who's been helping me, Hey, let's, you know, let's get these, these pre-orders. Let's, you know, really market. And, and because what it does is it changes these Amazon algorithms. It gets your book, you know, searchable. I mean, oh, it, it, okay. it affects the success of your book to get pre-orders. And, and I felt strange asking people, will you pre-order? Because, you know, because they don't get it right away. I mean, and, you know, and pre-orders are open for almost a year before the book releases. And so I've been marketing to try to get people to pre-order. 
Well, if oh, I would have known, I think I would have pre, well, I usually get a book because they, Gavin's yeah. wonderful to me, but I would have pre-ordered because I, this is a cool one. I yeah, cannot they, wait to get my hands yeah, on it. Yeah, I'm this, so excited to have it and to read it. I'm so excited. I did a lot of, I added a lot of, uh, you know, all the issues that relate to each house. I, I have client stories. I have my own stories of dreams I've had. Uh, and I even had a, a graphic artist cre recreate some of the dreams with images, you know, so like, here's a dream. This oh, is a dream. God. Oh, my God. I had a dream in college about a girl in class whose uh, mother died that night. And I dreamed it the night she her mother died. And it was a very intense experience I had where she was crying, coming towards me. And I saw a coffin and all these people. And I woke up and I was sweating. And I went back to had the dream again. And I woke up and knew her mother had passed. I didn't even know this girl, but we had argued about religion that night before I went back to the dorm. We were in a, in a, in a social work class and she was kind of being judgmental of, of one of the guys in the class and told him he was going to go to hell. Oh gosh. <laughs> and I got so hurt because I felt so bad for him. He was so kind of a person and I defended him. I said, how are you God? How dare you judge him? And mm -hmm. we kind of got in an argument, right? And I left there angry and I didn't even know her. And, and it was like our first class in graduate school or something. Wow. And, and I, I dreamed about her. And then I knew when she never came back to class for almost a month, I, I went up to the professor. They didn't even know where she was. And I had her in three classes. And when she came back, she knew I knew. And, and cause I, I said to her, are you okay? She's like, well, why? And I said, I had a dream about you and your mother. And she looked at me and she said, my mother passed away. And I knew, and she was, she knew, and she was afraid of me for a while. And so she avoided me. And then one summer we had a summer class together Oh my gosh, and, and we were on this group and it was a death and dying class. Oh my mm -hmm. God, seriously. I can't, I can't God is so funny. Isn't God hilarious? Yeah, it was a, it was a death and dying class and, okay. and she, and she realized that I was normal, you know, like I'm a good student. Like I made good grades and stuff. I wasn't some weirdo. Right. So yeah. um, she liked me and she kind of got more comfortable with me. And after class one day, she said, can I talk to you a minute? I said, sure. And we went into the library she's at the door and she looked at me and she said, how did you know my mother died? I know that you knew. She said, I told no one. She said, not even the professors knew. I told her, I, I know you may not believe this, but I dreamed about it the night that we argued. And she said, I believe you. And she got emotional. Oh, she, I, and, and I said, I think the reason that I dream things sometimes and I can't explain it. I told her, I said, but I think it was God's way of opening your mind up to that. There's more to life than what you, what you've been believing. Mm -hmm. And then she shared with me, her husband was a, was a preacher. Oh and, yes. And so she was a preacher's wife and, oh, and he, and, and I met him and her and I became friends. She came to my wedding. Yeah. I mean, God so, bless. yeah. So it, it ended up being a really uh, wonderful thing, but man, it was an intense, uh, a tense dream. And I, I talk about it in here. I had him try to recreate it. And then, you know, when uh, the glowing ball light, I try to have him recreate that. That's me oh, laying there. Yeah, I want to say something really quick about the story you just told. You know, God put you in her life for that reason. Mm -hmm. So she could learn that lesson because she was going down yeah. a path that she thought was good and it wasn't. Isn't yeah. that interesting? She yeah. had to be, she had to look at a brighter or, or broader perspective and you gave yeah. her that. Isn't and sometimes, that sometimes, you know, it's so many 12th house people. Oh my gosh, have sent me their dreams. Like, like this research. Oh yeah. Let me, I was talking about the four patterns. So, Oh yeah. Yeah. Go back to that. <laughs> so, so the fourth one is feeling like an alien and all that. And then the fifth one is, um, What's the, fifth? Uh, the fifth one is, okay, hold on. Which ones did I already tell you about? Um, so we talked about absent parent. Yes. Uh, addiction. Yes. Uh, oh, secret love affairs. Oh gosh. And let me tell you, and it can manifest physically or emotionally. It doesn't mean you act on it. But um, almost every 12th house person has secret love or feels feelings and love for someone they can't have. They're not available. 
emotionally, physically, yes, maybe okay. they're married. I'll, yes, I'll say that. Yes, isn't that great? Why I secret want... love of why do you think though? But okay, so I'm. I know that you don't have all the answers. <laughs> but why would we have that characteristic? I mean, what is the purpose of that? Well, well, the purpose I think from what I I've been learning is that if you're a twelfth houser, we tend to. We, we believe in a soulmate. We do. And, and we we get into that trap of believing there's a twin flame, there's somebody out there for us. And then what happens is we when we're in a relationship, we worship the person and we make our partner our everything. And then and instead of God, instead of having God be first. And that's why a lot of times we have this feeling that of unrequited love, because this is the thing. 12th housers are looking for unconditional love and that love can only come from their creator That's no true. human no human being can love on the level of a 12th houser no one can ever fulfill us but we think they can so we seek it we seek people that we can love. Oh my well, gosh. You know. Carmen, that's why I always say I have to find another angel. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, well, if you, as long as you learn the lesson and, yeah. and it can be heartache, it can be very, uh, a lot. Oh no, I've learned my lesson. <laughs> yeah. Then yeah. if, as long as you put your spiritual path first, that that's when the, the universe will let you have a spiritual relationship. Once you learn the lesson, then a 12 pastors can have that. And they can have their soulmate and, and feel a very good partner that's supportive yes. and spiritual. Yeah. Carmen, these, I just want to say something. These are really hard lessons. Yes. These are yes. not for the faint at heart. These are painful. I'm a strong, strong, strong person. And this, these lessons that I've had to go through have yes. just rocked me to the core. Yeah. But I've grown and I know you too. I mean, do you want to talk about that real quick about yourself? I mean, yeah, has, yeah. this obviously has happened to you too. I've had a lot of stuff happen in, in my life. Uh, some of it's in the book. Some of it is in the book. Gotta buy the book. Yes. Some of it's in the book and, and some of it, you know, I still kind of keep secret, but um, you know, cause eighth and 12th house people are pretty private. I know, you know, yeah, we're sick because we don't trust people easily because we, no. we've been hurt. We've been right. hurt, right? But we're, we're just people are the biggest thing I'm afraid of is people because that's the thing because they hurt, they can hurt you. And so, um, you know, I always tell people, you know, eighth, uh, 12th house people are too trusting, they believe and trust and they and they share and they can overshare and then they get hurt. And they realize, well, they're not like me or, or people can just be mean. And, 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 and then that's why they're like, I'm not from here. Like, why are people like this? Right. And that's 12 houses. That's why they are different because they're angels. Well, yeah, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I, it's to the point where I don't like people so much. I like animals. Oh, I, know I that, love animals. That's, I know that's that, a, sounds, that sounds really harsh. No, I mean, no, that's a 12th house thing. You know why? I just, yeah. It's, and, it's unconditional love because an animal is loyal. An animal loves you and is kind to you and is so happy to see you every single day. And they never hurt you. They never are mean. They love you. They see the good in you. They're like little angels. Little animals are angels. They're little angel spirits. And, and I'm that with my dog. She's my daughter. My pup, she's sleeping down here on the floor right now. Um, Carmen, can she, I ask you a question? Yeah. You're incarnate angel like me, right? You're the same. Well, I've been thinking. <laughs> I really, you know, like people say, oh, what do you want to do? You know, I've had people on the show. What do you want to do when you, you know, when you leave this place? And I just want to go back to God. I just want to go back and do what I did before. Do yeah. you feel like that too? I have to ask you that question. This is a 12th house Pisces thing. This is a 12th house thing. When I was young, I always used to say, I don't want to come back here. Right. I don't either. I, and, and we, and, and I used to say, I want to do whatever I can do to master this. And so go. I don't have to come back to earth. Yep. And I, and then I, you know, I was studying, you know, um, all the different religions, Buddha, all of the things, but I've always been a Christian. Right. mystic and I've, I've stuck with that that's my that's just my where I resonate with is is the angels Jesus Christianity but right. um, I, I consider myself very open-minded you know I don't I believe in things that aren't you know accepted by the Christian church you know <laughs> uh probably but I believe right. that we live more than one life 
I do believe that. And I believe there's a lot of research and even the ancient church, the Catholic church, St. Jerome used to teach reincarnation. So they, they took just all, took it out. They, they just took, took it out. That's they all. took they took all ki- all kinds of books were written and knowledge that was hidden from us, and it was to control the people. So and and like astrology. But don't you want to go back and be an angel again? Oh, I don't want to come back. But apparently, we choose to, and we I wanted know. to come here, which I don't understand why I would have wanted to come here. Because I guess when we're in our soul form, we don't see things the same way. We're like, oh, we want to go back. Right? Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I, oh, we got to get out of here for today. But I will say, I mean, come on. Look at the work you've done. Look at the work you've done. Look at the books you've written. Look at the people you've helped. Look at the other earth angels that you've helped. You know, so you, you did come here for a purpose and you are Thank fulfilling you. your, your destiny. I hope so. I hope so. I I'm, <laughs> I'm trying because I don't want to have to come back and I'd like to just be on the other, be an angel watching over humans down yeah. here. And I, have to, I don't want to have to come back in the body anymore. You know, I want to, wow. I want to master, but, uh, I think, you know, there's a lot of theories about that, you know, about, uh, well, you know, the, the return of Christ consciousness the the new earth what do you Um, think what's your opinion tell us before we leave today well i think you know we're in the age of aquarius which is what is what jesus talked about in the bible and when they asked him this is why i love astrology because it's in the bible and it's all throughout churches in the world i've seen the symbols of astrology in in churches all over the world and you can't convince me that god did not create this tool Mm -hmm. the universe was created by god the planets the solar system there's so much we don't know. Why would they be up well, there? Well, because they, they don't want us to know is my opinion, is the reason I think that, but. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know they're like, well, what did Jesus say? Right. Because the New Testament was supposed to, you know, change everything. He said to the disciples, he said, how will we know when you'll return? He said, there'll be signs in the sun, moon, and stars at my return. Right. Stars in, then, the, in the heavens, signs in the heavens. That's astrology. Right. Then he said. Uh, follow the man with the alabaster jar into the house he dwells. That's the sign of Aquarius, the man holding the alabaster jar. I never knew that till I started learning astrology. I didn't know that. I have a whole little research of uh, articles I wrote so about that it. is so he does say it is because I know it is how do you feel intuitively I feel like we've got a couple more years before things really mm-hmm. get crazy what do you think well, there's so many theories, you know, I'm hoping that, that a lot of us, that we, we won't be here. We'll, we'll, we'll ascend the we'll ascension ascend. or whatever they talk about the ascension. In the there's Bible. a lot of, yeah, there's, and there's all kinds of theories and videos out there on YouTube about the ascension and the different uh, souls and. I think and we'll just way. go up. We think we'll yeah. beam us up. Like, like, it'll be like a different, uh, like a veil. Like we'll just, it'll be earth the the earth will be here but we won't be in this room it's gonna it's be interesting i'm excited I, I, are you excited yeah i mean <laughs> i mean <laughs> i think i think that people are going to need people like us that are open-minded because right. this is a whole nother a whole nother show but um you know there's a lot that we don't know and there's a lot of theories that you know there's different civilizations uh, and, and that we, you know, how did we really start on earth? Right. There's a lot of, you know, like the RH negative factor, the whole theory about that. They don't know where RH negative blood came from. Mm-hmm. It did not come from, from here. Mm-hmm. So, and they believe it came from outer, that somebody visited earth. But if you think about it, and these are just things, think about, you know, when, when the, you know, Mary just all of a sudden got pregnant, right? miraculously Mm -hmm. then when jesus was on and the mount of uh, the sermon on the mount when they went up he came out of the sky in a bright light right so he came out of a ship he could have came i mean it's possible i'm not saying i believe that fully but i'm open-minded to the that it's a little weird yeah no but i think okay i'll tell you really quick what i think and then i we probably should get out of here for today people he healed people well he did miracles yeah i think he came from venus Cause I've had, I've had, um, Ray Keller on the show and oh, okay. he works with the Venetians and oh, he, I haven't heard of this. Okay. Cool. Yes. And he, you have to watch the show and he talks about the North star okay. and, you know, he talks about yeah. Jesus 
And I believe in the planet of love. And he says there are Venetians and he has proof that they are here helping us right now. Uh And so I believe there, I believe that maybe he came here to help us with love is what I think. Yeah, that's, that's so, well, that was his, his golden rule was to love, love others as you love yourself. The golden rule, treat people as you want to be treated. And, right. And it was such a simple thing, but look how hard it is for people to do. I know to love their neighbor love my neighbor and forgive and and then you know with social media if you think about it you know we are in the age of Aquarius where er, you know everything is technology now you Mm. can't even pay bills anymore you have to do it you know via it's made make believe money I mean you know you're just I know we're just living from one place to another online yeah yeah it's it's, it's really weird if you think about going back to like when we were kids you know I remember I used to play in the creek and climb tree houses I didn't have phone I mean I didn't I know we need to get back to those times Carmen that's I know I I know like uh I missed the was it uh little house in the prairie like the yes old <laughs> yes hey I watch old reruns of the wall I know right oh, right come on These hey I want to know what do you have in store before we get out of here today? What's coming up? Yeah. What's your next uh, project? What do you got going? Yeah, so um, I'm really excited. Uh, an astrologer friend of mine, mentor named Bernie Ashman and me. I know Bernie Ashman. You know, Bernie? He's been just, on the show. Yeah. We just wrote a book together. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, okay. I haven't, I haven't said nothing about it much, but it's with John Hunt. So um, it'll come okay. out. Okay. Ne- it'll come out next year and it's going to be Astrology's Magical Nodes of the Moon. And it's going to be about, about the, your soul mission, your North node and your South node in each sign and house and what that means. And we wrote oh, the book together. I yeah. Love and we got the cover and the cover is really cool. We picked the cover, you know, we wanted a moon and the water and it looks so cool. So oh we'll, my God. we'll probably uh, come on your show when that book goes, comes out next year. That would be awesome. Yeah. Well, Carmen, yeah. thank you. You guys, Carmen Turner shot. Yes. It's Grab your copy. Phoenix and Angels. The 8th and 12th Astrological Houses and Their Effects on Trauma, Healing, and Resilience. Thank, Thank you. you so much, Carmen, for coming Thank on. Thank you. It's Thank always you. such a pleasure. Yes. Hey, you guys, I'm still working on my website. You guys can check it out. If you want an angel reading, go there, nancyyearout.com. I also have a new message I put up from Gabriel if you want to read it. And also, uh, I'm doing some public speaking. So if you want to book me to speak, go to my website, nancyyearout.com. Everyone have a fabulous week and God bless.